Welcome to Afros in the Diaspora. My name is Sarah. I am your host. And together we will vent, rant, laugh, and cry as we discuss the highs and lows of being an immigrant. Stay tuned for stories that will inspire, inform, entertain, and give hope. This is Afros in the Diaspora. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Nasiya <laughs> on our podcast today. How are you, girl? I'm good. I'm good. I'm alive and appreciating the weather and um, chilling. I'm chilling. Okay, okay. How are you? <laughs> I, you know what? I'm good. I have my red hair on today, so I'm feeling like a character. I love it. You know it. what I mean? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> what kind of character? The main character of a story oh. somewhere, of my story, <laughs> oh, of your story, of a story. <laughs> Just, you know, wow. that main character vibe I'm getting from myself right now. Oh, so that's nice. That's oh, really it's... cool. Um, I endorse it. You know what? I appreciate your endorsement. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to jump right into our icebreakers and let's get into it. So let's go. I'm going to put you on the spot. And you're going to shine in that spotlight, I'm sure. All right? <laughs> yes. Okay. It'll be great. Don't, don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. So your background is you are Nigerian and you moved here a few years ago as a student. You moved to Canada and then you settled here, right? Yeah. It used to be few, but now it's many for the years. But everything else is accurate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got while. you. We'll talk more about it a bit later. Yeah. But- for now, you're Nigerian, so name the states and capital. Ah, Nigeria. Ooh. All right. States and capital. Abia, Umaya. You remember in primary school? Adamawa, Yola. Mm-hmm. There's so many gaps. Oh, um, 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 Benway's Makodi, um, Justice Plateau. This, this is because it's where I grew up. Um, wow. Everybody else, like, what even is it? Um, do you know, like, did they ever teach you in that song form? I mean, it wasn't meant to be did, a song, they did. but like, I just it was, forgot. You, yeah. Oh, you just forgot? Honestly, the melody of it is still in my brain. Yeah, like, the melody is there, but I'm like, like, I'm not hearing the names of the states again. <laughs> Got you. I'm just saying, <laughs> okay, so sing us that song, sing us that song, sing us that song with the ones you remember. And the <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it gets a bit dicey. It gets a bit, I'll, I'll just leave it there. I'll just leave it there. It That's gets very funny. dicey. That's too funny. Okay, you know what? I'll I'll go a little easy on you and say, uh, name ten Nigerian states and their capitals. Let's do that instead. Even that is too much. Okay, ten Nigerian states and their out capitals. of thir- out of thirty six out of thirty six <laughs> states, just ten. What what is it for Lagos State? Ikeja. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, the thing is I have performance anxiety. Let me put that out there. <laughs> and you're literally an artist. Yeah. Both can be true. Both can it's be true. true. It's true. Both can be true, yeah. But I just need ten. I just need what, ten. I'm remembering like states, but then not the capitals. Okay, like Okay, Yobi. just you know what? Tell us is your be your be okay with Forget the, the capitals, just tell us the states. Benin Benin is Benin, right? Benin is not a state. Is it it's lie? the capital of a state. Is it lie? Ah. <laughs> wow. Edo. Yo, Edo, Edo is the state. Okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. 
Um, okay, so Uyo is see, forget about the capitals. Just give me the states. Give me the hand states. Uyo. The state is Akwaibom. The capital is Uyo. Okay. <laughs> see, I'm okay. about to mark okay. you F9. Yes. I'm going to say Plateau State. Okay. Which I, I already said before. You have four. I'm going to say Sokoto. Okay. Okay. Is Midugri a state? Let's put that down. No, Borno you confirm. State. No, no, no. No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> six, six, six. The capital of, um, of Borno State is Midugri. <laughs> My goodness. No, 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 no. Um, Bauchi must be a state. Bauchi, Bauchi, yes. Okay. Who else is there? Did I say Ondo before? No. Okay. Ondo State. Jigawa. I already said the states. Um Potakot. No, it's wait, what? Wait, it's, no, Potakot. That's my state. That's that's the capital. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna concede. <laughs> <laughs> Are you tapping out? But I made it this far. <laughs> I mean like like I I, I, I I know, but they are just not coming to me right now. And I saw that they talk. Imagine if you were writing an exam and you're, you tell your professor, actually I know this, it's just not it's, coming to me right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it <laughs> a lot of complications <laughs> with some exams. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like after the exam, I'll be like, now I'm ready. <laughs> I'm now I'm ready to tell you the answers. You now you've seen all the questions that you've got to check. <laughs> You're like, no, ready I've, now. like I've not I've not checked. It's just like, but the answers have started coming to me now. Like maybe I saw them on the spot, and then my brain was still like, oh, I'm not ready to. We're like, still booting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm not. I don't want to generate this right now. But okay, yes. But those are those are those are ten states. Okay, for we'll now. give it to you. We'll just give it to you like that. Eh? Carry Thank on you. and go. <laughs> just give it to you like that. <laughs> Thank okay, you. I have I have another question for you. What are some myths that you grew up hearing in Plateau State? Like growing up as a kid, what are some things that the adults in your life told you to just kind of keep you in line? Like if a man should touch you, you're pregnant. You know, oh my God, no. that is one drastic example. <laughs> yeah. But what are some things like that that you heard growing up that just you believed them for for a while and then you you know maturity set in and you're like ah somebody lied. Yeah. This one is very common, but I did believe it at the point that if you um, swallow an orange seed, that, you know, like the tree will start growing from your stomach and out from your head. You yeah. Know that. yeah. I believe that for a while, probably longer than most children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Me too. I don't know if I can think of any other ones. I don't know if I heard about this stepping on a crack. No, that's a Western thing step on a crack and like your someone's back will break or something like that uh back break wait what i don't think that's nigerian actually yeah like if you like is it step on a crack and break your mother's back or something like that ah your mother your mother's back <laughs> is what you're breaking imagine after <laughs> everything she has done for you i don't know yeah. but actually i don't think that's even a, a nigerian one but yeah i guess just the orange seed one that's very new to me the one one of the ones i heard um a ton growing up i don't know if i heard this from my parents actually or just you know kids in school somewhere like would just say it but i heard that if you cross the legs of someone if someone is sitting down with your legs ex- like stretched out and yeah you cro- and you cross it something bad will happen i i, I just was never clear i on think exactly i did what, hear that yeah I, do you know what exactly would happen like what the myth no. was I was just told that it was bad or like it could also be a bad omen, but I don't know like what is the consequence. 
Yo, back then in school, no idea. See, if someone were to cross my leg, well, cross it back, cross the leg yeah. back, because apparently yeah. on crossing the leg, you know, would undo whatever bad omen or bad whatever was going to. Yeah, that was just I don't know one how of people those. People have time to think about this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, I don't. You know, anyway, anyway, we're digressing. We're digressing. We're digressing. Um, but thank you for playing those games with me. Thank you for engaging with me in the icebreakers. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Tell us a little bit about your background. As we've already established, originally from Nigeria, grew up um, in Jos, eventually moved to Abuja for maybe about a year before I came to Canada. And I came here at a pretty young age. I was 15. And now I'm 25, so I've been in Canada for about 10 years, which is kind of crazy. I first came here in 2013, and I was going to Strathmore High School, yeah, then went to university to get a psychology degree. Now I'm here. Wow, 10 years. By now, you must have your Kali. Almost. It's within reach. It's within (laughs) reach. Yeah. No, not yet. You're almost though. there. Almost You're there. Yeah. There. Almost there. You're almost, almost there. there. Yeah. For those that don't know what Pali oh. means, <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't know what I'm talking about, forget about then it. I just don't know. <laughs> just don't know. Yeah, but Pali just basically means, "Have you gotten your passport yet?" So <laughs> that's 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 the meaning. <laughs> so you said you went to school in Strat Stratmore. Yes. Let's start there. Let's talk about what that was. Um, was that high school? Did you start university there? No, I don't think there's even any university in Strathmore. Um, ah. It was Strathmore High School, and um, oof, it was it was rough. It was it's it was a very rough introduction to Canada because Strathmore is just um, I don't know maybe like a thirty minute drive out from Calgary, like kind of mm-hmm. to the east, and it's a pretty small town. And right. there's a lot of people that have been shelter, sheltered and not very exposed to people from different cultures or like people that are not even exposed to people from other parts of Canada. And then mm-hmm. now like they have all these international student programs and then there's people coming from all these different countries. And I think kind of just coming into that setting at that time in such a small town in a conservative province in Canada was um, it was rough. It was a bit like scratching glass at first, but then at the point you get to you make scratching good glass. Yeah, like you know the sound, <laughs> like 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 uh, like like I know. I, yeah, like I felt like it didn't really just like gel. that cringy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Can you tell I us exactly kind of what like about that. that? Exactly what about that experience felt like? just that screech of like scratching glass like what about what about that was it the people was it the schooling system was it just the lack of community what was it yeah there was lack of community and then just being out of your cultural depth as well like coming from Nigeria and then maybe there's only like five other Nigerian kids that you know in the whole of the town and and even at that it doesn't mean that you're necessarily friends with everyone but because the number is so small, you have to kind of be, you know, you have to, you have to stick together. If not, you'll right. never get a sense of like, you know, like when you start to miss home or you want to relate with someone who's from the same background as you, like you won't easily just get that in that kind of atmosphere. 
and then you're surrounded by kids who are like thinking um that you're coming from a country where you don't even have a house and da 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 da. So it's not even always easy to like branch out. Or well, that's how it was at the time. And they were also um teenagers, so so ignorant mm-hmm. teenagers as well. So like uh, you know, yeah. So it, yeah, so it was pretty much that, and like you know, like a lack of community that made it like. I think a lot of people ended up being very homesick, like the international students, even the like, yeah, the Korean students, the, um, the Chinese students were all in the dorms, and at the point, it's just like, uh, mm. hmm, this mission that I'm on. <laughs> yeah. So wait, you, wait, you, did you move here by yourself or did you come with family? I came here by myself. At 15? Yeah. Oh, man. Like I had guardians and stuff, but yeah, but still, wow. yeah, it's, but still it was, you felt very isolated and very alone. Yeah. And life wasn't just very free and expansive. Like the only times we could really go out was coming to Calgary and that was like maybe once a month and we would all have to take a bus and just go to TNT and we didn't really like explore or do anything. So it was like, that was the most we could really do as like really getting out. So like, yeah, being in a small city also kind of played a very, very big role into your experience too. Yeah. Especially yeah. You, you being a, a very young person, your first time out of the country. Also, I have a question actually. Um, did you have any preconceived notions of what Canada was going to be like before you moved here? And how did that clash with the reality of what you met? I feel like I had zero preconceived notions. Like I didn't okay. I just thought it would be oh something like America the way they've shown it on TV and I didn't really think that much mm. more about it. I was like okay, I know that there'll be snow and it will be chilly and you know everyone will have their winter jackets, but that was all I could imagine. I didn't imagine anything like specific like I don't know like indigenous people and all these different cultures, mm-hmm. maybe tr- like trying to be like a melting pot kind of thing. Cause I guess that's what Canada is known for. Yeah. I think Canada is the, is the most Canada is the mosaic uh, where cultures can come in here and still preserve parts of their culture or the entirety of it while being in the larger society. But the U S is known as the melting pot where everyone comes in and just mix, mix, mix. And, you know, become American first. Okay, I see. Yeah. So I had to learn that distinction at some point. Did you take a soci class? Is that where you learned that? Uh, no. Wow. <laughs> no, on, on the Google. Like sociology on the Google, knowledge. <laughs> no, I was, I was researching something and I just stumbled on, on that information. Um, okay, that's really good because I moved here in 2015 and I had some notions of what Canada was going to be like. Really? Again, sp- yeah, sponsored by Hollywood. <laughs> but Canada you know is not Hollywood. Oh, yeah, like, okay, I see, I see. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's Hollywood. Is that idea of, you know, U.S. and America, sorry, yeah. U.S. and Canada are like, you know, Competing, brothers and yeah. sisters. And yeah, like they're so close together. It's basically the same place and like all these things. So I was like, I was yeah. very excited to see snow. Cause I'd never seen snow before and I was very excited to like, just, I don't know. I don't know. I was very excited yeah, to experience. Just a different, like you can't even imagine it. Cause you're like, I'm going to a whole different country with a different climate. So 
I, I just think it's so layered. Like we can really, we can literally spend a whole episode talking about our preconceived notions. Yeah. Of Canada versus the reality. I did not know about the Aboriginal peoples, the original owners yeah. of the land. I did yeah. not have any idea. About Never it. heard anything about it. You don't see it in media too as much. You don't. Maybe. You don't yeah. see it in the media. You don't see it in the Hollywood. You don't see the real history of yeah. the Americas. King Phillips? What is his name now? <laughs> no, Phillips. <laughs> King Charles. Charles. King Charles. <laughs> King like Charles. he's the he's the king he's the king he's the king of Canada. Like Canada is so very much under the Every British. Every time I see like a currency, I just roll my eyes. Like, like it's yeah. so very much under the British. Um, I did not know that. There's a prime minister here. Everyone all hail the king, literally. Yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's all these information that folks just didn't know. But I think information about the reality of the place you're traveling to is very, very important. Because it, it will just inform some things and just give you realistic expectations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There isn't much, um, like, centralized information about... Can I think, well, Canada specifically. I don't know how it is for other countries, but I feel like when people are going to the U.S., there's more um, sources of information, like anything from maybe family members or friends that you know, to like um, online forums, to like mm-hmm. non for profit organize. Like sometimes Nigerians will just like start their own thing and to help like mm-hmm. onboard people coming in. Like there's a lot of that, but in Canada there isn't that. I don't know. Like I can't think of any significant like. Okay, what do I want to expect if I'm coming to Canada and moving my whole life here? Like you don't really yeah see anything unless you know someone very specifically. Yeah, and I think people are now, like, more information is coming out. Like, that's one of the um, missions of this podcast um, is to give really, like, realistic experiences and stories from real people Yeah, and to help inform people that want to be immigrants and paint a real picture, but also give hope, right? Create a, a space where people can just come for information about being an immigrant in the diaspora yeah and nowadays like there are you know youtube um channels that talk about people's experiences relocating mm-hmm. to canada people's experiences relocating to canada or the u.s and returning back to their homeland because uh, they're you know, just done with you know it, what i yeah. mean because yeah because some people get their permanent residency and they're like yeah no i'm i will go and hustle in nigeria you know what i mean like because there, there, there are very harsh realities to it and i think that gets sugar-coated yeah yeah it does because people yeah. just hear like the summarized, oh, well, Canada is better than the US and it doesn't take as long to process your papers. So just do it. Like, I think that's all people hear, but they don't also think about maybe the cultural nuances or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. The socioeconomic racist atmosphere that exists. Like, yeah. You're not, you're not, you will no longer be a Nigerian, Ghanaian, South African. You, if you have black skin, you are a black person. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what, that's what you're identified as first before anyone would hear your accent and is like, oh, you, you have know, an accent. Yeah. Which is another very annoying question. Oh, you're from Nigeria? You speak English so well. Do you speak Nigerian? Like, you start to get all those weird. I think every single Nigerian like, that has ever gone anywhere outside Nigeria ever has heard that. You speak such good English. But but you also are aware we were colonized by the British. So, like. I speak in the same English. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I guess what was one culture shock that was like, wait, nobody prepared me for this? 
you did you did high school you also went on to do a university degree in psychology like yes let's hear what what were some shocks that you experienced through your journey that just was like yeah this cannot be real life yeah okay the first one i can think of i don't know if it's necessarily like culture culture so i would would classify it as like academic cultural shock um Mm -hmm. that like when you're being tested in the i don't know just like i guess the canadian or albertan educational system that everything is more geared or in the arts and specifically in my program psychology everything is geared toward application so like the way questions are set i don't like it's not really about cramming which is how i i largely depended on that in nigeria it was just you know anything you can do to just like do like roots or what's it called roots memorization like that's just all you do and then you could do that and come out in flying colors but then mm-hmm. when i got into first year and then like I, I was like okay you know crammed everything like yeah list the seven diseases of this yeah easy but then the question would be like three paragraphs and they are painting a whole story <laughs> a whole story and a whole scenario and I'm like oh <laughs> okay this is very different they'll be like oh Sarah had an interaction with Tony yesterday and Tony said da, 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 da. Sarah experienced this before and da, 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 da. and they'll show you the conversation and they'll say what concept does this illustrate and then they'll be like option A, B, C, D so I'm like it's not about you just cramped what that thing is like if you don't understand what the concepts are you feel like yeah. you're reading something else, yeah. So that was right, yeah, right. Academic cultural shock. <laughs> culture. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> 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 when I first got here, I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> like now I have to learn to apply these things and read all these alphabets noodle soup to just actually even understand what the question is before I can even think of like what the right answer is the answer yeah you know that's actually interesting because I did my undergrad in Nigeria before I moved here and in university level they start to ask questions like that they start to actually break down short answer long answer yeah 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 yeah, yeah. in 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 the university level in in Nigeria but that cramming is still a thing you know yeah yeah and you never really completely get rid of it never yeah never Never. but um i mean of course there's power in reading to understand because then you know it you know um but you know sometimes it just (laughs) you just just hate the course so much that you just it's just yeah you just want to survive and you're in survival mode and that's what cramming is it's survival i'll be in the library and i'm like i need to read in the most efficient way possible i'm like i'm not thinking about understanding like I don't like this subject. Mm-hmm. I need to be out of here in like <laughs> maybe three hours if possible. So my brain will just mm-hmm. be like, okay, they're talking about, you know, they're writing, using all these fancy words to talk about this concept is this and they'll have whole pages explaining something that could be condensed into like a paragraph that you paid like yeah. $200 extra for that textbook. And now your oh brain has God. to screen out <laughs> yeah what is important yeah useless useless, yeah appendix i don't need this like i'm cutting out as much as possible oh wow so like 
you've kind of let's segue more into this ed- the educational system itself so in your experience with like schooling in nigeria versus here what are some of the main difference you just talked about one with the way that you know they set questions and exams and things what was another like sh- you know difference uh between educational system in nigeria that you experienced and here um another difference um I'll say is like how discipline is actively encouraged. That's something I actually missed from Nigeria. Like although sometimes the execution and the methods were not <laughs> were not really ideal. Like um it was always like very actively encouraged, like, oh you should you should try your best, like you should strive for this, you should strive for that. And although sometimes mm. it would encourage a negative kind of competition because everyone is like, oh, I want to be first. I want to be first, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At least they they taught, I don't know, like people to at least mentally try to strive for like just being at the top. Yeah. Excellent. For being yeah. excellent. And when I came here, like I noticed more of a relaxed, a very relaxed attitude from the Canadian students I don't know what I thought, maybe like because of media and, you know, I would say some of it propaganda too. I think I kind of maybe overestimated <laughs> like how the average Canadians um, would approach education. Like I thought, oh, maybe like they're just all smart and they're going to, to law school and they're doing all these extracurricular activities. And then I came to Strathmore and then you work with someone and like, they're just like, as long as I get above 50, I'm good. And I don't want to hear anything. And like, you'll be doing a group mm-hmm. project and like, you'd see the international kids are all like, you know, they're, they're sweating. They're like, <laughs> I need to mm-hmm. make this study yep. permit counts. You know, they're, trying to do yes. everything even add extra research get extra credits and then canadian students will just yeah. you you be with them in a group and they'll just be like sees get degrees you know so like you don't you know <laughs> like I, you've wait, 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 wait. that was a bar that was a bar sees <laughs> get, get degrees, degrees. <laughs> like I, actually it was even in university that someone said that to me university which is more serious yeah like I'm like we've not even finished the project and like you're mentally giving up and just being like yeah like hey let's just get like 60 and I'm like let's pretend at least let's pretend that we can even get 100 because we're probably not even going to get that anyways right but at Mm -hmm. least I feel like you know like yeah from, from a Nigerian background like the average Nigerian would be thinking in a sense that they're striving for like top 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 and they don't know what will happen but they're striving for that at least yeah i think a hundred percent i second that because like that excellence <laughs> is a must first of all growing up with your parents like even if you you, you come second in oh, class yeah. the person that came first they have, yeah, they have exactly. two heads it's what are you doing enough. you know and then after school after school you have um lesson in school right there's after school lessons and then you come home and then there's a lesson teacher you, that wants there's lesson you. teacher there's this Even yeah more, there's summer school everything you must come out yeah with, you know great you know great here tutors are just like other students and sometimes you can even just maybe convince them to gist with you instead or pay them off yeah 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 just pay them off just write literally the not that that didn't yeah. happen back home, but yeah, here's just very relaxed, very relaxed, very relaxed. Oh my god, because like as an international student, 
that school fees cannot waste. First of all, you're paying more than everybody else. Oh, much more. You know? You, then, you know, your family, you only you and your and God knows what they have had yeah. to do to, you know, get you a better life, send you abroad, try to, you know, help you, give you a leg up in life. And then you want to come and be what? You want to come and be doing like yeah. a physical, relaxed education. When I, I heard, like, C's get degrees, I was like... <laughs> I'm not even someone that's very like, or in Nigeria, I wasn't, I didn't think of myself as someone that was very like academically pressed and always striving to be the best. But like, I used to secretly mm-hmm. try. So I think like I was average, mm-hmm. but like, you know, maybe I was, I, I didn't want people to think that I was really trying so hard and that I was still being average. But like, you know, I somewhat tried. Right. And here right. I'm like, it's not like I'm, I'm like, oh, you have to get a plus 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 but i was like okay at least this is serious enough that you should try <laughs> like at least yeah. we, we can both agree on that even though we're coming from different like it, why you're all the way in university and then yeah with the differential too like you're paying thousands of dollars more per class than mm-hmm. you know the students that are here you actually can't even you can't afford like even from a financial you can't afford to give up literally, literally. You it's, too have, expensive. Yeah, it's, too, it's too expensive to give up yeah, <laughs> giving up is too, too expensive. expensive you have to try and unless life Yo. stops you just you can't mm-hmm. 100% because like from in my experience I came here for my masters and because I lacked some foundational things that I should have been taught in my undergrad but I wasn't um I had to do an extra year or a semester so my professor told me that I, it was going to take me, I mean, okay, let me set the, let me set yeah. it straight first. Um, the, the master's degree takes between two years and four years. So you can either finish it in two years, three years, or four oh. years. You can finish it. You can stretch oh, it out. Okay. Yes. You mean like you can stretch like it out and being a part-time it. student or like that kind of thing? Yeah. Part-time, full-time. Oh, yes, okay. yes, yes. I think it's two, between two years and four years. I'm not sure if it's five or six, but I know four for sure at the at the university of calgary yeah. where i went and my father and and uh in my conversation with my supervisor they told me when i was applying that because you know they were going to take me in but i was going to need some uh, uh gap courses just to fill in the gaps uh of some of like the background oh. um basis of the course I was studying. but if, even those requirements i'm like how much money are you making from this <laughs> gonna tell you they were extremely important really they were very very important these are things yes these are things i should have been taught in my undergrad i just wasn't because of resources and blah 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 but they were extremely important for me to learn and i would not have been able to move forward without Mm -hmm. learning those things so it was very very important important for me to do that but my father (laughs) said madam i am not paying (laughs) like when i was in after i finished my first year I was already in my second year. My father was like, when are you finishing this? When are you thing? wrapping this up? Yeah, the, it's when your parents start asking you, oh, did you apply for that scholarship? And then you know that, okay, they're getting, they're, they want you to wrap it up now. Because like, it's really expensive and I'm not the only kid. There are other children that, you know, my parents are also yeah. taking care of. And that's African crazy. parents, they, that's it's student stressful. loan of a thing that people do here. We're not entitled to it as immigrants too, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. But yeah, my fa- when I was already in, I was entering second year, I was in second year, first uh, first semester. I was like, madam, <laughs> when are you going to finish this, your course? When is it finished? I'm like, okay, daddy, I have like two. Is like, oh daddy, I have like, this is my second year, I'll finish. Yeah, after my second year, I'll do like third year, third year is when I'm going. My father said, I'm not paying for more than two more semesters. By the time I finished my um, my second year, 
And then I was in that last semester. My father was very clear. <laughs> I have told you. I need I'm you not to be paying for another semester. I am not paying for one more semester. So like I and my uh, supervisor who literally was a gift from God to me because she was very understanding. She was very patient. She was very, very kind. Because it's very easy for a professor to say, ah, that's, yeah. your, that's your business. So you actually have to come back and, you know, do your thesis and blah, blah, blah. We crunched oh that last semester. We crunched everything in it. I did all my coursework. I did my thesis within that time, defended. I'm shocked that like the UFC could have even been so flexible. No, like it's between two to four years. Oh, so even okay. if whenever you okay. graduate, that's you know, that's your business. Oh my. So I, I did I ended up with five semesters instead of six. Okay, the last semester, I, I guess I was supposed to take my time, do my thesis, blah, blah, blah. Race against time. <laughs> Everything literally was a race against time. And April, who was my supervisor, was very kind. I would send her like chapters over Christmas break and she will send me back responses and corrections. And like she has a family of her own, but she really yeah. like she dedicated and sacrificed some of her time for me, which I will be eternally grateful to her for. Now we are family friends, but we've also been through it together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because like my father was like, <laughs> I, I want to call for your graduation. That's the next step. And you could have you could have been like, oh, like my mental health. I don't want to take too many classes. I dare you. <laughs> you have to be like, okay, I know I'm mentally stressed, but let me just postpone it after graduation. <laughs> you I'm know what? Let's talk back. about it. Let's talk about like things you can't you can't afford. You cannot afford the you mental afford breakdown. To with, I mean, some people could withdraw, but it wasn't very. It's not very common among um, immigrants. Yeah, it's not very common. I at thought all. about withdrawing many times, and I just how. The, honestly, there are people like don't get it twisted. There are people who come here and just decide that I'm I'm in the abroad. I'm going to I'm live dead. my life anyhow I like. But for people like myself, I was I did not I did not have that option. I did not have that option. Even you know what failing. I mean? So you cannot afford to drop out. You can't afford to fail. And when you fail, you have to like hustle or something. And yeah, it was it was very anxiety inducing because it's actually a very normal part of the university journey. Like many times people don't even end up doing what they start doing in their first year, right? Right. Yeah, people, people change, change courses. courses or yeah. sometimes you just have to start doing something. And when you actually do like maybe an introductory course and have more information, you might figure out that I don't think I want to commit like the rest of my life to working in this field. So maybe I should change. But then we don't have that kind of leeway because either way, we're still paying like thousands of dollars more for each. Yeah. Each semester. Yeah. So like your, your, your band, I guess the flexibility that you have to just be a gap year. What is that? You can't, you don't have, I just want to live life and I'll come back. Well, your visa expires. You know, the dates. I'm sure you have the dates memorized. (laughs) (laughs) Cause you're here on a study permit. They're, they're watching you. And one thing I actually thought, I believe this so very strongly until like recently, I thought that the government used to monitor our our grades i thought that if you were doing bad in school they will send you back to your country i don't feel bad now because i used to think that and i thought that oh that's so stupid i must have been the only one who thought that no (laughs) i used to think that i was trying so hard to be serious because i was like no i can't feel like in nigeria i could feel because whatever but like here i can't feel because they'll send they'll send me that letter that i have by this date to leave the country and you know the same must leave leave but yeah yeah 
That's what I thought. I don't think they do that. Obviously, your CGPA, your CGPA can drop to a level where the school can advise you to withdraw. <laughs> but hopefully, it doesn't reach that yet. <laughs> in that. that case, that jeopardizes your study permit because now you don't have a reason to stay. So you have to go back, except you want to become an illegal, which is not advisable. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sometimes, you know, that's also a reality. That's also a reality, yeah. man. That's a whole other conversation, man. If you want to talk about, like, yeah, that. And yeah, and life is also so crazy because even though we're here for this specific purpose, like to study, or maybe people come here on work permits to work, life doesn't stop happening. Like, sometimes people oh, yeah. come here and they might lose a loved one or something, and it also has financial repercussions. And then now you don't actually yeah. even have time to finish that program that you're doing. And then now you have to change your status. So you have to enter yourself again into the immigration system and pay IRCC mm-hmm. more money and see if maybe yeah. you can take another route. Like, And then they're asking you that for so much documents. Their website hasn't been updated since like 2013. So you have to puzzle information together and maybe try to reach their agents. like. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is so true. Oof. Life does not stop happening. And like, it takes like... I don't even know. I, I want to say grace. Yeah. Honestly, I want to say grace. Because yeah. like, for you to start a course and you're able to finish it. Yeah, yeah. That's a blessing. Yeah. That's a blessing. Because as a student, you can't work for m- more than 20 hours yeah. a week. So it's not like even if you're working part-time, like you're bringing so much. Yeah. Nah, you're not. I mean, it may be so much in Naira or in any other like um smaller currency yeah but in the dollar it's 15 dollars it's 15 dollars and then minimum wage was even it wasn't even 15 back then <laughs> like or when mm-hmm. we i'm guessing we went to ufc around the same time i think we graduated the same Possibly. year right? did you graduate 2019 2018 okay yeah so just the year before me i was 2018 yeah yeah as we're as we're rounding up let's talk about what building community was like for you here um I think it was very rough at first, but when I moved to a bigger city, like to Calgary from Strathmore, then it um, really stabilized over time. Like, I think being in a very small, restrictive place, I used to wonder, like, why do people have all these very toxic relationships and you're in the middle of nowhere in Canada? Like, is it that you don't have any... And I, I realized it's just a population thing. When you don't have many options to really explore and make friends and maybe even engage in activities where you can meet people as well, like, it's hard to build community and then you end up just sticking to either whoever you can tolerate or whoever is... I don't know, closest to you geographically, but not in any other sense. And then yeah. um, coming to Calgary, I think like the, the tides started to kind of shift when it came to like the area of friendships and even, I don't know, different, different types of community. Like there's also different church communities as well. Like um. Mm. When I first came, my roommates was like, oh, yeah, like me and my friends go here and da, da, da. And like I met a lot of people that became my friends when I first um, came to Calgary through um, church. And then, um, yeah, I think like the more immigrants come, they just create more um, activities that you can engage in. Like there's mm-hmm. NSA, 
like the Nigerian Students Association, African Students Association, this and that. And I think as those things right. appeared over time, it was easier to connect with people, even if it's not like a lot of people, but like you definitely mm-hmm. like, you start to actually feel like, okay, this is a place I can feel comfortable in and feel like I have friends, like I have people to do stuff with. That is so interesting because like when you start naming all those um, places, like even outside of school, there's, you know, the young African professionals. There's that. Yeah. Thing. There's Icara. Yeah. There's Icara sound and he creates all these like vibe yeah. you know, parties yeah. get together for people to just come together, have fun, dance, listen to music. Sometimes he brings African artists yeah. into the country. There's local artists, there's dance create- studios. Yeah. Yeah. There's jam sessions. Like there are so many, like now more and more, there are more events and yeah. more opportunities for, you know, Africans and black. How we didn't have in that. In like, I know yeah, many years ago. It did not have that before. Yeah. It did not have that before. And, um, you know, there are organizations like that that are doing amazing things to kind of bring communities together yeah. and just create that sense of community instead of everyone feeling so isolated and like it's summer, but there's nowhere nowhere to go except hiking. Yeah. I, not do. <laughs> I Okay, I think like if it's an easy trail, I don't mind because I'm like, I feel like when it's warm, I'm a busybody anyways. I'm just walking, 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 listening to music. And then I used to be a pedestrian, you know, so... I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm used to using my legs. I can do it. If it's not like that, I don't know if you've gone on that big movie's trail. I've gone on that I one. Have. Okay, yeah. That was the one that, yeah, it will make you never want to do it again. Okay, that's why you, you think. You eight feel. hours <laughs> of my day. It took eight, you eight hours. hours. Of, I was the one. Yes, because what we went happened? on the... On the we went on like three <laughs> we went on like three different trails. The people I was with were weirdly athletic. They always are. They always are. Cause to take you on that trail, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was the one that they'll get up there and be like, let's wait for Sarah. Let's wait for Sarah. <laughs> and then I'll join yeah. them and then they'll leave me behind again. <laughs> and they're like, wait, let's so wait, let's wait. You know? It's constant. It's really um. it's very steep and it just keeps on going forever. And by the time you get there, I mean, there's the adrenaline of like, oh, I did it. But at oh, the end of this, like, I loved that feeling. The feeling is great. But by the time it's time to start making your way back down, you start asking yourself, who sent me? What, what was I looking for up here? <laughs> That's what you're feeling, yeah. Because you're like, okay, I got to the top. I smiled. I took selfies. And now I'm going to take more hours <laughs> to get all the way to the bottom. Just coming down. Yeah, so there's that. But, you know, back to the whole community yeah. thing. Um, it, it is a very now and more and more people are creating opportunities for that. And I know that for me in school, I felt very isolated. I felt very alone because I was in my um, department. I was the only black person doing a master's. I was one of two other black students in the entire I can actually imagine. Um, um, department. I was maybe two or three, but we were not up to five. Yeah, like, It was crazy. There were no teachers of color there were not like literally teachers of color not not even black let's not even go as far as yeah there were literally no teachers of color there was anyway so it was it was very um it was very isolating yeah i heard some pretty like relating to that like interesting interesting stories about the theater department at ufc like some very interesting profs would you know kind of single out 
um yeah single out people of color like you know like whatever they're students from different countries and in immigrants international students all of them and just make it harder for them like maybe refuse to because your props also have the power well i wouldn't i don't know if it's a power like to give you recommendations right yeah, yeah when you're ready to apply for, I don't know, a master's or PhD or whatever. Okay. And some of them would, um, or yeah, I, I had a friend who was also in the theater department. She had a prof and she was like, you know, very on her stud on top of everything, mm-hmm. you know, academically and, you know, was doing really good in that department and had this prof that was just weirdly like, oh no, like they don't think she's good enough and she's not ready for the da 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 and refused to give recommendation. <sighs> but it's crazy how they can obstruct you in those spaces where like you're maybe the only or one of the only um black person black people or I don't know, or just even person of yes, color. A hundred percent. Um and it's not even just in schooling, like even retail, <laughs> even whether it's retail at at your job, at even with applying for jobs, like there are some people that if they see a name that they cannot pronounce, they throw the CV aside. It's they, gone. They throw the resume yeah. aside. They just they're like, yep, yeah, no, you know, like those. I used things, to submit resumes with like fake names to see if <laughs> there would be a difference. Was there a difference? I don't. I didn't do it long enough to actually notice. I feel like the side was though. I feel like there was a bit more engagement, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I'll do another round. <laughs> do another experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let everyone know. Yeah. I think building community for me was really tough. Um, And it's just, I relate so much with the thing you were saying earlier about having friendships just because of, you know, the geographical location. Of, survival. Like, oh, you're about, yeah. It's survival. Um, yes. and you know, I am, I'm someone that I feel like I don't look at friendships that way, but looking back, cause hindsight is yeah. always 2020 looking back yep. is like, ah, oh, man, that wasn't a real friendship. You know what I mean? Looking yeah. Back and like having when those, you grow up and you make choices and you just do more. Yeah. Just having those like aha moments of like, I really felt like I was a friend to this person and I really tried to be there for them and blah, blah, blah. And, but we just didn't have and, yeah and there and there just was no reciprocation or feeling like ah like i feel like a friend would have called me to order in this moment where i was wilding but they didn't yeah you know? and i just kind of embarrassed myself you know what i mean and just feeling like well if i were the one i would not allow my friend to go have... through that i would call them to order and just be like hey get it together now you know what i mean just even in a small yeah. way yeah but yeah, I have I have tons of memories like that of like yeah, and Calgary was way less diverse then, so you'd have to put up with that long. Like you're more likely to reconcile with those people, and then it's, I think it's when there's just more options and more things to I don't know, just more things to engage in, more community stuff. Yeah. Then you don't have you don't feel like you have to tolerate those things as long honestly i would rather be by myself than to have not than to yeah so the moment i clock that yeah this is not this feels very superficial and fake i'm gonna give you space and i'll say hello and hi and 
you know, if you call me to an event or party, I'll be there if I can make it. But you can't cross this. But, but <laughs> yeah, but there's a line. I'm not going to be vulnerable with you. And I don't expect that you will be vulnerable with me. You will not know me and the intimacies of my life. And I will know yours. And that's fine. You know, we can just exist as people in a society without having to encroach into each other's lives if we're not going to be real and intentional and having good intentions. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I think when you're in a, in a small setting that like many people tend to give up and then they don't even think about that anymore. Yeah, I hear that though. But yeah, it's it is I guess your responsibility your responsibility to not forget about those things because it yeah, it changes your experience of life. It really does. And I know that like there are some circumstances where you kind of just have to you you know, make do with what is available. But the moment that you have more agency and more choice in the matter, like, bye. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Just, like, separate. Because, you know, it's it can seem really great on the surface. And I know it's a survival thing. Nobody wants to do life alone. Nobody wants to be, you know, uh, lonely or feel, like, feel so isolated, especially as a newcomer in a space. But I think that in some ways, being on yourself by yourself and observing you know yeah serve you will serve you better than just jumping into the first friend group that you see and jumping into the you know what i mean like jumping into yeah the 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 nearest pond because you're like oh there are people like me ignore whatever yeah and then you get burned and you're like damn you know i should have taken my time to just kind of taken my time to get to know them and kind of slowly you know see if this was for me and just act accordingly as opposed to just going all in immediately and you're like oh this was my friends they're from nigeria da, 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 da. yay and then you start you start this friendship and from a very pure place yeah. But you don't know where other people's intentions are. You don't know where other people's hearts are. And so it can be very, you can end up hurting yourself in a way by people's betrayals and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And then you end up in like relationships and friendships where it's just like, um, I've known this person for this long, so let's just keep it going. Like it's yeah. never, yeah, it never progresses past that. It's just like, ah, I already know you or I knew you that time. So let's just continue. Yeah, <laughs> let's just no. keep it up. Honestly, <laughs> when I think about me, the me that I was like years ago, I cringe at some of the things I did and said. I'm like, oh my God, I was so I want freaking... to like, scream. <laughs> I feel like every person should yeah. have that growth where you're able to look back at some of the things you did and you're, and you're better now and you're more mature. Be like that was unnecessary of me i feel like it just depends on the person right there are some people that you can afford to just be like okay i'm just gonna give you space but we can say hello and hi and have the best intentions in that way and there's some people mm -hmm. like that don't even want to talk to you anymore there's some people that you don't want to talk to anymore you know i don't know i feel like life is yeah. very life is very intricate and layered and yeah yeah it involves movements like, it really yeah. does it really does yeah thank you so much nasia this has been an amazing conversation thank, thank you thank you thank i have you. one thing to add i have one yes. thing to add. Quara states nasarawa states okay let's keep it going <laughs> my friend will you get out of there <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you 
13 okay 12 12 stays now my okay. friend will you let's, get out of here now let's I continue our closing credits <laughs> <laughs> closing credits and compliments <laughs> you're not serious <laughs> so um what what is a word of advice that you would give someone who is just moving here for school or just you know people in general something that you live by and you know feel inspired by so just give us a word of wisdom something a word of advice um i would say don't underestimate yourself and approach life with an open mind Mm. yeah because i think moving here is tough and your environment can force you to just you know go into survival mode and kind of be like okay i just have to adapt and just survive but you can actually take a step back and just give yourself space to be open-minded and explore and be like oh you know i it, it won't kill me even if i don't know what's ahead mm-hmm. yeah be open-minded and don't estim- underestimate yourself amazing yes tell the, tell the people where they can find you on the internet um hi the people you guys can find me on bk like b-k-a-y underscore n-a-s-y-a on instagram thank you yeah thanks again for joining us today um thank you to our listeners we'll see you on the next episode take care thank you so much bye sir take care Thank you for joining us on this episode of Afros in the Diaspora. I hope this episode left you feeling inspired and hopeful. To engage, feel free to like, follow, share, and subscribe to Afros in the Diaspora on all social media and podcast platforms. Remember to leave a review and a rating. If you would like to be a guest, please reach out. Send an email to hi at afrosinthediaspora.com. That is hi at afrosinthediaspora.com. Or send us a DM on Instagram at afrosinthediaspora. Remember, there is beauty in our stories and power in our voices. Together, we are stronger. Until next time. <laughs>